Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Do we as humans have brothers and sisters on other planets? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. In yesterday's show, we introduced to you an article that appeared in a 1985 edition of the New Era magazine. And as I explained, the New Era at that time was a periodical that was meant for young adults in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They had a section in there where a question could be answered, and we assume that the answer would be supported by the leadership of the church. Otherwise, you have to ask yourself, why are they telling children things the church doesn't really believe? Well, of course, that's not true. These answers were supposed to reflect the teachings of the church itself. The question was, is Jesus Christ the Savior of all the worlds God created or just ours? And as we brought out in yesterday's show, Larry C. Porter, who was the author of this piece, he was a BYU professor for many years and was involved in church education for much of his life before he retired in the year 2001. Bill, before we go on, I just want to ask... Do we know of any other leaders really talking about this whole issue in the last 10, 20, or even 30 years? Because I can't remember this topic ever being brought up, for instance, in a general conference. You raise a good question. You're right. I don't recall anybody saying anything like this in recent years. But you have to ask the question then, why were Latter-day Saint leaders trying to give some pretty firm answers on this where they sound pretty sure of themselves. And these books in which we find these kind of statements were very popular in their day. And of course, when you have someone like Brigham Young, who who we are going to cite, giving his followers the impression that he'd never yet given a sermon and delivered it among men that they might not call Scripture, at least we could say, well, Brigham Young was pretty sure of himself. And if so, was Brigham Young telling the truth, or was Brigham Young self-deluded? I think these are fair questions to ask. Well, in this piece, Larry C. Porter is going to use Scripture, he says, as well as Latter-day Revelation to give an answer to the question that was raised in the New Era magazine. But it's not the Bible that he's really going to go to to give us a definitive answer on this, though he does cite Hebrews chapter 1, 1 through 2 in the King James, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. What Larry Porter is going to do is what many Latter-day Saints who hold to this understanding do. They're going to assume that because it talks about Jesus making other worlds, that somehow these worlds are populated as well. We don't get that from reading Hebrews 1, 1 through 2. We just merely understand that whatever we see out there in the heavens— 
that we can say was created by Christ himself. That's as far as it goes. So when it comes to, are there other people on other planets for Christians? That's pure speculation. There's no evidence to support that. So I don't really see why we would even need to have a definitive answer for that. You know, we may have to go back to the 10th president of the church, Joseph Fielding Smith, to get probably the best explanation of what these other worlds are all about, what what the other planets might have for us. And if we look at what he has to say, I think a lot of Latter-day Saints are going to be surprised by what he records here. Well, we're going to be looking at Doctrines of Salvation, Volume 1. And of course, Doctrines of Salvation was a three-volume set. We've often mentioned on this show that in our personal opinion, Joseph Fielding Smith, who was the church historian for about half a century, He was an apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and then later became the 10th president of the LDS Church. He was, in our opinion, probably one of the foremost scholars, if you will, theologians among the LDS leadership. His son-in-law, as we've said many times, was Bruce McConkie, and I really feel that when Bruce McConkie was alive, He was probably the go-to theologian in the church because he wrote numerous books on theology, and that was one of his claims to fame after he died because it was mentioned in his eulogy that whenever the leadership had a question on theology, they went to Bruce McConkie for the answer. But you're right, Joseph Fielding Smith did have something very precise to say about this, but what does he say, Eric, on page 62 of volume 1 of the Doctrines of Salvation? He said, many earths inhabited by our brothers and sisters. We are not the only people that the Lord has created. We have brothers and sisters on other earths. They look like us because they too are the children of God and were created in his image, for they are also his offspring. Well, let's stop there, because here's a lesson in what Latter-day Saints believe regarding the pre-existence. They do believe that God is married to an individual named Heavenly Mother. She doesn't have a proper name. At least the church has never given us one. There's no evidence for her existence either. But when he says, we have brothers and sisters on other earths, they look like us because they too are the children of God and were created in his image, for they are also his offspring. That is a reference to what we were in the pre-existence. Every human being on this planet, this planet earth, are considered by LDS theology of being literal brothers and sisters, that we are the literal sons and daughters of God. He goes on and says, His great work is to create earths and people them with his children who are called upon to pass through the mortal probation. Like unto this, we are now in suffering pain, sorrow, and the ills of the flesh, coming face to face with sin, with temptation, and having the right within themselves, God-given, to reject the evil and receive the good, or reject the good and receive the evil, if they will, with the understanding, of course, that they shall be judged before his bar for their deeds and receive their reward accordingly. Every man has his agency to choose good or evil, to be rewarded or debased, and, of course, each will be rewarded. Now, we get a lot of LDS theology in those few sentences there, but certainly he's making it very clear that we do have brothers and sisters like us that are living on other worlds, that they are also, it appears, going through this type of mortal probation as we are going through this 
mortal probation to do what? To prove ourselves to be worthy enough to go on in our next stage of eternal progression, either to be placed in the celestial kingdom with the opportunity of godhood and being with our family and the ability to create our own worlds and to populate those worlds and be God over those worlds, just like Heavenly Father is the God of this world that we are given this opportunity to reject the evil and receive the good, or reject the good and receive the evil. In other words, we are going to stand at a judgment one time with not only other human beings that lived on this world, but we have to assume we're going to be standing there in judgment with other human beings, our brothers and sisters from other worlds that are out there. Now, this raises an interesting thought, Eric. Are we to assume that on these other worlds, they are experiencing the same exact things that we are experiencing when it comes to, for instance, the fall of humankind and also the redemption of humankind? Do those other worlds have their own Lucifer who tempts mankind to fall and then ultimately needs a Jesus Christ to redeem them? It would appear so. So how does that all work? I mean, are they also having a copy of the Bible? Or do they also have a copy of the Book of Mormon? Did a Joseph Smith appear to those people on these other worlds as a Joseph Smith comes on the scene on this world? You see how complicated it gets very quickly. How does this work in the scheme of things? But you're right. When you mentioned, when was the last time we heard any leader really talk about this? Well, we don't hear them talking about this. I, I wish they would, because I would love to delve into this more deeply with more modern leaders of the church, rather than going back to the 10th president of the church. Well, I mean, if they dig deeper uh, and try to come up with more speculation, they could get themselves in trouble, just as Joseph Fielding Smith did in his Answers to Gospel Questions, Volume 2, page 191. Bill, you have the 1958 edition. I do, and why this 1958 edition is so dear to me, but it's it was a used copy when I bought it. I didn't think much of it until I came across chapter 43, which is titled Guided Missiles and Interplanetary Travel. And in that section, he talks about, on page 191, he says, Naturally, the wonders in the heavens that man has created will be numbered among the signs which have been predicted, the airplanes, the guided missiles, and man-made planets that revolve around the earth. Then he says, keep in mind, however, that such man-made planets belong to this earth, and it is doubtful that man will ever be permitted to make any instrument or ship to travel through space and visit the moon or any distant planet. Now, this came out in 1958, certainly long before uh, we landed humans on the moon. Uh, Bill, and he finishes that quote, the Lord will permit men to go just so far and no farther. And when they get beyond the proper bounds, he will check them. Well, apparently, the proper bounds in God's eyes were maybe a little bit further than the proper bounds in Joseph Fielding Smith's eyes, because we know that in 1969, we did land human beings on the moon. So obviously, his prediction that it was doubtful that man will ever be permitted to make any instrument or ship to travel through space and visit the moon or any distant planet 
I'm not trying to say that he's making a prophecy here, but it certainly is a speculation that proved to be false. Now, what's interesting is when this book was reprinted, that section was taken out. It goes from the guided missiles and man-made planets that revolve around the earth to the Lord will permit men to go just so far and no farther. Now, of course, that next sentence makes no sense when you get rid of that little portion in the previous paragraph. So it shows that Joseph Fielding Smith was incorrect when he made the assumption that man is not going to be able to visit the moon or any distant planet. But this idea of these other planets being inhabited certainly did not come through Joseph Fielding Smith, the 10th president. So in tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about where did it come from? And you may be surprised to know that it comes right back to the source. It goes back to Joseph Smith, who gives us a hint of this. And then that idea has been carried on by other leaders in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. We hope you've enjoyed today's edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. But did you know you can also listen to past broadcasts at your convenience? Simply go to Mormonism Research Ministries' website at mrm.org. Again, that's mrm.org. And scroll down to the box that says, Listen to the Podcast. Click here, and you'll find links to past shows that cover a number of pertinent subjects. Feel free to download the shows to your favorite listening device, and by all means, please share them with your friends. Once again, that's mrm.org.